Welcome to The Old World Lives, a Warhammer Fantasy Battles podcast. You can find us on Facebook at The Old World Lives, on Instagram at The Old World Lives, and you can reach us by email at theoldworldlives at gmail.com. And now, on to the episode. This episode of The Old World Lives was recorded during the last half of September. Sorry it's taken a while to get it released. We here at the cast hope you are all well in these times and are taking care of yourselves and your families. Speaking of families, this episode comes with a language warning. Just so you know. Now, on to the episode. Hello and welcome to episode 30 of the Old World Lives a War of Fantasy podcast. I'm Chris and with me tonight I have Nicholas. Hello everyone. Jimmy. Hi, I'm the local alcoholic. And believe it or not, we even got... And I am the remote alcoholic. You're sure you're sure of something. And uh, this is episode 30, so we're not going to do anything proper. We're just going to sit here, hobby, and uh, be merry. You can be Pippin. Fair enough. A fool of a took. So yeah, we don't really have a topic tonight. We're just going to... No sit around and paint and talk about what we've been doing yeah yeah and since some one of us haven't been on for a really long time i reckon he should start because he claims he has uh, been painting i think was it that's uh, that's no way to, that's no way to talk about nicholas nicholas is on every now and again <laughs> sorry about that nicholas <laughs> yeah but speaking of you've been painting i don't think you even presented your beastman properly so you can start with them. Well, uh, it's kind of hard because I did an eighth edition, which means that I've got somewhere in the realm of 80 gores. And just to piss Jimmy off, because, you know, this is like a personal affront to him that eats to the very core of his heart. Uh, I've got a large chariot base uh, with a fallen tree, as well as like a runic stone from the Saigor kit. You know, the big the big cow here to do who's not, who's not the new high elf equivalent. Uh, so I have like a forest with a fallen stone, and that's an equivalent of eight dudes. And then I have 45 gores. We do know that you're using that chariot base as a stand-in for a skirmish unit. No, actually, I'm using it as a unit filler, which you usually have when you have a unit, Chris, which I believe is a novel concept, but I'll get back to it for you. I also actually played a game of six recently, and I used it as a train piece. I'm really into the idea of using all of my unit fillers for terrain pieces because i mean basically for me they're just small squares right now of, you know snow covered stumps uh, fallen trees uh, a haunted cops tree full of undead souls I, i'm actually thinking of borrowing your technique with a contrast chris because i think you did a really great job with those spirit hosts so if you need a recipe just hit me up after this so we can can help you out with the technique because it's quite mi- mixing with inks and stuff yeah, I, I'll pick you up now. The problem is, last time I asked you for a recipe, your tip was that I should drink uh, two pounds of smelting lead, which I'm pretty sure is not the way to actually make a character, but I tried it, man. Yeah, but it, but helped, it, it would help everyone else. And yet, here you are. Yes, I guess uh, I didn't have the stomach for that burning, method. Burning hot keys trick. Yeah, I got fire in my belly. Call me an ogre. So anyway, I finished up all of my beastmen. Uh, so now, even if I play 2,000 points of 8th edition, which is basically, you know, like two huge fistfuls of gores, uh, I finished up... Oh, I finally got my damn Amir's Minotaurs. They got stuck in customs like, I don't know, two or three weeks. So now I have my six. I think they even threw in like a free Minotaur. So I got a full command 
and I got uh, actually a BSB Minotaur. I don't know if I'm going to use him as a squaddy or like command squad or an actual BSB because ever since me and Nicholas went through the book, I'm really keen on making like a slanish BSB. But I also sort of want to give I him mean, the proper uh, the slanish guy get. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've got a hard time thinking without making weird sounds when we're recording. I'm actually bad at getting my proper setup today. So beyond the BSB and the Minotaurs, I also have... Actually, I think I still have like two Beastman metal models. Among them, you know, the dual-axed uh, hero guy who actually got me into Beastman. I still have him in medals, and I've got a bunch of war gores, maybe 10 best gores, and those Minotaurs. Except for that, I'm done. Beyond that, I recently finished off my Tomb of Kings army. And, nice. finally, and finally, thanks to Nicholas, I got my coveted Kalida model. It was so fucking hard to get a hold of. I wanted metal, which is apparently impossible in Sweden without paying like the equivalent of, I don't know, 30, 50 quids. It's really Ooh, hard to get a hold of. Gold. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm probably better off just, you know, doing like a trading chain, maybe buying some long drongs and then trading them for some burden. <laughs> just trading up. And finally, when I've got like, I don't know, 20 Vespiros Vendetta, I could tr like trade it for half a Kalida. Because everybody's like, oh, yeah, I want, like, impossible amounts of money. Or do you have some, like, old hammers still in the packaging? I'm like, no, why would – if I had that, I wouldn't be trying buying Kalida of you, like, strange man living in Skåne who has had Facebook for 25 minutes. So I had to sell for Finecast. But still, thanks, Nicholas. You did me a solid. I won't forget it. Yeah. So oh, it's scrolling. What? Ping you instantly because you've been – You've been after that for months and months, I don't know, years even. I don't know. Yeah. What have been talking about? I think like two years. I've been after it for like two years because I've finished up uh, for my two mix army and we'll just circle back to what I got. But I've got a bunch of archers and the uh, archers are not maybe, I guess, the most gamey or optimal choice. But that's the sort of army I used to see back in the day when we played 6th edition. Like everybody who had a two mix army had like long rows of archers and it feels thematically appropriate. And I'm a huge fan for Brendan Fraser's mummy movie. So, you know, obviously, you got to have the archer. Also, yes, the idea of having undead who can use their measly BS2 is it's such a weird proposition for me. I don't know what I'm going to do in the shooting phase now. Usually, I have to, like, twiddle my thumbs and make glib commentaries and, you know, get drunk. Now, I should have to, like, roll dice. <laughs> my hands are shaking. I don't know. What do you even do in the shooting phase? Get shot at, I guess. Hmm. Food for thought. They're pretty good, though. Like, always hit on fives. Can just move them forward, shoot, and then just move them into combat after a while. Yeah, and I think Kalida like either gives them poison or just flat out raises their ballistic skill. I need to reread that. I read it a long time ago and then just repressed it with alcohol because I settled with the fact that I'm never going to find one. So now I got so, it. Now I just need to strip the fine cast. Poison is uh, just um, uh, wounding on rolls to hit of sixes, right? Uh, no, I think. Poison is that you always wound on a flat roll. Jimmy, help me out here. You've got I don't. I think it's the, that they hit on 5+. plus. I think that's yeah. the thing. They always think hit on 5+. Six, yeah. six to hit is on Yeah, Yeah, that's right. So I also finished up that project. Uh, it turns out that when you start collecting a Tomb King's army, you got three choices. Uh, the first one is to like sell an infant, uh, but my wife wouldn't approve that, even though we got two now. Uh, or like a kidney or Jimmy. I tried pimping out yeah. Jimmy, like amazing green stuff skills, but it's like, oh no, I'm in Javelin. and COVID means I can't get pimped out. Oh, oh God. Take one for the team, dude. Team me. <laughs> 
The second one is, and I'm not kidding when I say this, you just spend ludicrous and ludicrous amounts of money because it's so hard finding Tomb King armies, particularly the metal ones for some reason. You can get fine cast stuff like fairly consistently. People still have some stuff wrapped, but I think all the metal ones were real passion projects and everyone who had one finished up by now. Uh, yeah. They don't strip themselves. Like Tomb Kings and Bretonia are the two classical armies that are hard to find because they scrapped them first when Age of Sigmar came. So people are stocked up on Bretonia and Tomb Kings because they went when Age of Sigmar came, but the rest were still available. Yeah, and I have to throw actually uh, a, a virtual high five to Jimmy because whether or not he knows it, one of his friends in Javle, the ineffable Martin, actually helped me out. Uh, so he sold me a bunch of Tomb Kings from a friend that was getting rid of them. So now I actually have some horsemen. Nice. And nice. I won an auction. There was a guy who was going to sell me some Tomb King stuff. And uh, we were like haggling about the price. And it's like, no, I think I'll get more money if I just auction it off. I'm like, come on, dude. Let's give you 20 quid for like this Lish Priest and these Tomb Kings and like a chariot and some horsemen. It's like, no, I'll auction it. So he went to an auction and I think he sold all of it for like 16 quid to me. Free freight. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> My God! So I have like unpainted metal lich priests and like I think the old tomb guard BSB, uh, both the foot one and the horsey one. So Do I, you have the limited edition one. Uh, yeah, it's practically the same. It is actually the same model, but with a different banner top. Is that a, like the crescent one with the hangings on it? I got that one. Uh, that's the. I I think the special edition one is just bigger. Yeah, is that one you got in the army box, right? Because that's what you use. <laughs> yeah, I got that one somehow. And I also have like the two metal tomb guards, another two, which is great because I got one from Jens. Jens, I'll pour some coke on the floor. I hope my kids are good at cleaning. Should be good at something. I gave my life for them. A part of my life, part of my heart. Don't ask. Magic. So yeah, magic's bullshit at this juncture. So yeah. Now I have uh, some tomb guards, and the metal tomb guard I got from Jens, I pimped him up a bit, and I made him into tomb prince, actually, because the old tomb guard models are really, really nice. I mean, they're regal, they've got a good poise, they have like a slight cackling sneer on the skulls, they fit in great, particularly next to the plastic tomb guards, which are way more mobile and a bit of lumbering forward. And I think the fact that he's reclined and more of, you know, relaxed of go ye forth and do my bidding, you willing warriors. That means that he's really suitable to use as a HQ character. Nice. Yeah, so I finished up my Tomb Kings army. It's enough to play games in 6th edition, because it's basically like, I think, 6 Tomb Swarms, uh, a giant, a bunch of archers, a Tomb uh, Lich Priest, a Tomb King and a Tomb Guard, and, you know, some... Oh yeah, and a Scorpion. Shit, I love that Scorpion model. It's so fucking good. And uh, I've still got some Ushabti to do. And a bunch of like plastic tomb guard and horsey dudes I just got. And actually, I managed to get my hold on two chariots. Chariots where the crew is not glued in place. So I'm going to magnet some square bases. So I can just put either the crew in or the tomb guard or the lich priest. No, tomb king or lich priest. Or maybe like, can a BSB be in a chariot? I didn't check that. I think maybe you can. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. If there's a restriction on it, it's uh, in the hero in the hero itself. Yeah, no, you're right. I don't think so, because he can take a chariot and he can take the banner. Yeah, I'll investigate. Thanks, Chris. Uh, so, yeah, I finished up. Like, you want me to check when I have the, the army book in front of me? Yeah, if you want to. Also, so, the, the Kalida 
Uh, sorry, sorry. I was gonna say the Kalida upgrade is plus two points and gives poisoned attacks for archers. For all of them, or the one that she's in the unit with? I think you can upgrade any archer in your army for two points to get poisoned attacks. Uh, or uh, blessings of blessing of the asp units of skeletal bowmen, skeletal light horsemen, and chariots in an army that includes Queen Kalida may be given the blessing of the asp at the cost of plus two points per model. All shooting by these units counts as poisoned attacks. Also, she's flammable for all those lovely rune of fire attacks. Mm, from yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. I'm looking forward to this. Fucking dwarf player just licking your shops off in the background. Like, mm, yes. Yes. Flammable. Yeah, yes. This, this and our got... strength seven. Strength seven. Goddamn ballistas. Or just rune of, uh, rune of flight and rune of fire on a hammer. Yeah. Put it back <laughs> in your fucking pants. I'm like that poor girl on the couch, surrounded by like huge shabtis. You haven't seen the hollow, the the pictogram. It's a pretty ancient reference, but it checks out. So I finished up like two thousand points or twelve fifty of tomb kings, depending on how many magical items I have. However, it's only valid for sixth edition because for some asp forgotten reason, in eighth edition, tomb swarms aren't core choices anymore. I mean, they don't cost anything, but they move them over to like special or rare. But don't ask me why. So currently for that army, I'm working on my Ark, Ark of the Covenant, Indian Jones style, which is uh, actually way, way better in 6th edition, but that's not why I got it. I don't know. I think you guys agree with me here, particularly Chris, who gave me the tools in the form of like Vallejo True Metals Gold. Uh, I just love it because it's just gold, bones, emblazoning, and amazing metalworks all around. So I'm going to do it in the same style as my Bone Giant, which means it's going to be tarnished old gold. So true gold, shade, highlight, and then extreme highlight just at very edges. And then some like, you don't call it tin bits, what do you call it? Like lead belcher mixed with silver, just on the very, very top surfaces. Classic, you know, like old school style, which would look better if anyone else did it. Uh, beyond that, I've baked a fuck ton of cinema bonds. And somehow I wound up with like a third edition Carnifex. I think I've tried to turn it into like a Shabti, but it's way too big. Just put uh, an orc on the back and make it looted. <laughs> yeah. There was something else. Oh, yeah. Shit, I played a game not too long ago, too. Ooh. Do you want to know about the Icon Bearer before we move on? Yeah, hit me. You can have 0 to 1 Icon Bearer for 65 points. And this, they get. You can put them in a chariot for 45 points and replacing one of the crew. Oh, displacing both skeleton crew. Or you can put them on a skeleton steed. There you go. Banner on a chariot. Yes, it worked out fine. Thanks. So, game. There was game. Else. Yeah. yeah, so, oh yeah, I also got a bunch of spearmen. Like, I bought, I don't know, I feel really good, uh, but Martin sold me like a good half of an army. So I've got like spearmen, and I'm going to throw a tomb prince in there. Just theme the unit to his size and like the color of his shield. And even more bowmen. I got a couple of like bowmen upgrade kits. The bowmen upgrade kits are consistently awful because they only work with the old style of bobblehead skeletons. I tried like combining them with the new ones. Yeah, I know, because nobody like sells the old skeletons. Everybody threw them away and like destroyed them with your hatred style when the new kit was released. Or, you know, they're covered in just layers and layers of bleached skull. Uh, Fortunately, paint, real thick paint. Yeah. Extra thick. Uh, Also, 
what they are good for, and I've never really considered it, but I mean, of course it'll work. You just use them on horsemen uh, because any skeleton horseman, you just pop off one arm and you put on the bow arm as well as the quiver. And I mean, it's a bowman. You get a lot of heads and arms. I guess that's how they did the original kit. Just got like a sprue of upgrade pieces. So yeah, Uh, so my army is ready to play with. I look forward to trying it out. Uh, before I went on formal parental leave, which might be why some of our more astute listeners have felt a decreasing migraine and an absence of headaches, I've not been on for a while. Uh, I chose to spawn, and from this blessed spawning, I now have a bunch of months in parental leave. But, oh, Krell, why aren't you painting him, I could ask? And I would say, Jesus age Christ, what's up with all these fucking questions, kid? I swear to God, you're five years... Oh, sorry, <laughs> you're an adult. Uh, yeah, no, so it's way harder than I thought to paint but before I went to Panther Leave, I had a 2,000-point game of Vampire Counts versus Britonio. I was waiting for oohs and ahs and just like, oh, Krell, tell us uh, more. Oh, oh, oh. Ooh, oh. Ah, you get on, oh. Ah, oh. It's much, not like like your sex life, like... much like your sex lives, it was unimaginative and unenthusiastic. So let me teach you this as well, then. Someone so is projecting. Move on. Son, I'm projecting so hard. If your stomach was any paler, I'd show PowerPoint on it. So, but you're tanned now, right? Yeah, you're tanned. So, yes, 2,000 points. I'm going to go through all of it because I don't remember. Uh, I rolled out Vampire Counts, of course, and I went Blood Dragons. So I had, like, finally, across the years, I could finally deploy my, like, metallic red, like, or the Bram Stoker's Dracula, the one with the pale skin, who has the Gilded Dragon on his head. And of course, since the Gilded Dragon, I took pretty much all the Blood Dragon equipment. So the Dragon Helm, uh, the anti, what's it called? Like the Shield of Musillon, I think, which is basically a stolen Bretonian shield. So we got hatred against me. I had a Vampire Count. I had a Wraith. No, I had a Tomb King. I had pretty much everything. And of course, 25 men of Graveguard. Uh, 25 Graveguard with a banner of the Barrows, as well as a, a Wraith King, is like 500 points which is analogous to not a great time. However, he played a super fluffy like the Baron Lamb. Huh? Not a great time for you or him. <laughs> for me. <laughs> I mean, it's 500 points out of 2,000 for like a toughness four, four plus. You know, it's basically slow, slow, heavy infantry. You aim it and you hope you never have to turn. Well, we all play dwarves, pretty much. So life is like. Uh, yeah, except I don't have any shooting, Nicholas. And I don't that, get that's rooms. on you. That's on you. You <laughs> have the option to play dwarves or anything with shooting, and you choose not to. I chose dignity. That's yeah, that's right. You guys, you, yeah. yeah, you guys keep quiet. Yeah. Hey, you, you betrayed. You, you, you betrayed. <laughs> <dignity. laughs> that's, that's the best trick I heard tonight. That's you the best trick I heard tonight. Jimmy, you betrayed your grobby roots. You don't get an essay in this. Even the goblins have shooting. <laughs> I guess Yimi has decided to streamline the entire process of killing goblins and start a dwarf army. I mean, dwarves are actually like the missing link between Skaven and uh, goblins, you know? Goblins are, they the are thing short. Between? Are they the thing between? Goblins, the they, they, are, they, they, they are the missing link between them. I thought we didn't discuss your fanfic. I mean, goblins are short. Dwarves are short. Skaven are hairy, and dwarves are also hairy. Jimmy, every or, race, or every race hates Skaven of those three races, and lo- all those three races also hate elves, and elves hate all three equally as well. 
Science. Yes, point. I really hate elves. Fucking elves. So the match itself, uh, he played a very thematic list, which was basically had one, two, maybe three units of knights, and he had like three huge blocks of archers. I think he had like somewhere at 80 archers. And he had like a damsel. And the thing was, he'd never played, he hadn't played 6th edition for a long time. So basically, he took all of his like troop choices and all of his heroes and his lord. And then it's like, yeah, I think I've missed something. And then he did the math and it's like, oh, yeah, I didn't take any magical items. Is that important in 6th edition? And like, you might want to recalculate your list. So it was like, yeah, okay. And then it's like, wait, I didn't take any like knightly vows and stuff. Is that important? I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't feel like I'm educated enough. So I think we should actually have like a Bretonia special in the future. Vive le roi. I know some of the listeners have been uh, requesting it. At least there's a bit, three or four people actually asking for it. But that would actually make us have to look for someone that is better with playing Bretonia yeah. than any of us. To make well, it just well, actually be nice. We need to find somebody who actually wants to play Bretonia, and there ain't no one <laughs> on this podcast. What I'm trying to say is that I haven't played Bretonia since like six months after the book was released. In what was it, like 2005 to something, we need some with more up to date knowledge than that. And oh, so if you have a massive, uh, massive Bretonian army and you know what Bretonia is about, then reach out to us. Yeah, uh, it would also be great to see how they evolved from the fifth edition army book into the sixth edition army book, which was their last army book. Yeah, yeah, it's a massive difference. Yeah, it really is. Uh, I mean, they didn't have any kind of artillery before, and suddenly they had a trebuchet. And well, they, they had lost cannons. Well, that... in third edition earlier, I know they had cannons. So, but yeah, they had cannons. It's crazy. Yeah. I'd like to really hear about like the third edition to fifth edition, because fifth edition Bretonia is very Arthurian in nature. It's very like high fantasy. The, the king in the land is not only one, but like the flower of chivalry. We're talking like pre Agincourt is acting honorably and like protecting the nobility. And the nobility cares about the peasantry, can in turn actually rise up. There's some social mobility actually inherent in the system. And then you get the fifth edition, just like, <sighs> I live in Zedong, I die in Zedong. Vive le roi, we go off and I maybe one day will carry the relic carry. Everything is shit now. I'll have my dinner with my ugly bastard children. <laughs> I am dead. Because, I mean, in 5th edition, everything's just horrible and the knights just exploit viciously. It's more like the worst part of like <laughs> First Crusade Christianity. I must say that there was a large gap where Krell cut out for me and all I heard is that they hated his children. Did you but, not hear my great French accent? Are you honest? Yeah, I he heard you say, I hate my children in a French accent. I have no real frame of reference for this, but uh, we're going to move on sound and hopefully. Bite, sound bite of the night. No, but basically, like, the differentiation between third, fifth, and sixth edition Bretonia is huge, uh, both in theme as well as flavor text and purpose. I love the part so that if you... they don't have gunpowder anymore because uh, they can rise up against the knights. Like, they can pierce their armors. I think that's a great reason why. Which is true. Yeah. But so can a crossbow. Oh, they don't have crossbows I mean, either. Yes. No. I mean, historically, yes. But anyway, yeah. So uh, back to the story itself. He had a lot of knights. And the thing was, he he sort of hadn't really bargained on the fact that his peasants have really, really shit leadership. And the fact that my wolves, again, VIP of the match, uh, could actually move around the stakes. So I think that like my 12-man unit of wolves routed 
and tremendous block of peasants. Shit, those wolves can do anything. Like they can kill sorceresses, they can fuck up like beastmen, skaven, legendary chaotic heroes. What can't they do? I, I always used oh, to boys. hate wolves. No, wolves In are great. Uh, probably. But I mean, they did help out with the charging side. There was actually a really fun moment where like I had a banshee and his Pegasus Knight with magic weapons attacked my Banshee. Jimmy feels this is super familiar because that Banshee either dies <laughs> immediately or does everything. And, yeah. then, and then as his Pegasus tried to escape, I managed to actually catch up to him with my Graveguard because he used Van Hels and I used uh, this double move spells. So he got flank charged by Spirit Hosts and front charged by Graveguard. So A nice that, sandwich. Yeah, that in combination with my wolves running off the map twice because they were chasing off first the, the peasants and then they like co-charged inner circle knights. So he was really unlucky because his leadership was so bad that humans just started fleeing from one entire side of the map. And then my grave guards actually got into contact with his male, main units. He tried to like charge me in lance formation and withdraw which worked out for a while, but then he sort of started losing maneuvering space, which as everyone knows when you play knights can actually be pretty fatal. So my increasingly huge skeleton bunker, which started out like I think 12 skeletons and one up somewhere 34 skeletons, and my grave guards just kept advancing. And I have to say my blood dragon did surprisingly well for somebody fighting on foot and fighting like uh, ridden knights. I have to say to those those Grail Knights and Inner Circle Knights are real shit fuckers. I figured if I just charged them, I could take them on. But yes, fuck, they kept swinging all the way to the end. Oh, and his trebuchet killed itself turn one. Both of them. No, turn one and turn two. <laughs> so yeah, it was a really fun game. I think I'm underselling it. Basically, we just played in my at my place. and I don't have any real fancy terrain. So you'll see like the plastic plotted pants. Say that five times quickly. Uh, plastic potted plants as like a forest, and then I just had some, you know, like <laughs> basing materials, like dried grass on the still on the glue paper. We used that as like fields, and we just put some really simple fencing around it. And then we had some of my old fancy trains, though, really bare bones on like uh, on a wasteland map. But we had fun. I just. Playing 6th edition in your kitchen with a friend while you're like drinking coffee and goofing around, that's where it's at. And yeah, the yeah. true uh, old school feel. Yeah, I, I was actually thinking about cutting out some cardboard mountains just for that old school feel. <laughs> dude, dude, you know, you, you, you can play with flat terrain. I mean, there's people who use flat mats for uh, hills and buildings as well yeah, as... Mean, and uh, they're called war machine players and we promise not yeah. to make fun of them anymore. <laughs> But you know, there is an option for you. Yes, what? Playing Kings of War. That's not an option. Death before dishonor. <laughs> so uh, let's see, where are we? It's been so fucking long. Uh, I played that 6th edition game. I played another like 8th edition game. Uh, I don't think anyone wants to hear about that, though. Basically, I had a lot of fun with Vampires there, too. But I got to use my, like, I got to use my Terrorgeist. I'm really happy with that sculpt. So it's always fun to, like, pull it out. But since I don't have a car, I have to, like, literally carried around half of our capital, just wrapped in bubble plastic, hoping that nobody looks at me because then it's going to tip over and break. <laughs> because it just spikes and wings. Uh, my kid ran around the apartment with it as a hat, actually. My five-year-old. <laughs> it didn't break, so it's pretty well good. Now I mean, we just that's need just to funny. Know, did he pick it up, or did you put it on him? No, the thing is, uh, I keep all my shit like... You guys have seen the picture, but you've never been here. You're still welcome. Uh, you know, I have like a walk-in closet of hobby and has put shit on like high shelves and somehow he got my necromunda stuff 
which is like it's maybe 1.5 meters above ground, so it's a bit higher than him. And he climbed up to my necromander shit. Then from there, he kept climbing on like some empty suitcases, Harry Potter style. And he got my like terrorgeist and a couple of BFG ships. And basically, the terrorgeist were chasing the BFG ships around the Cape of Lego uh, through Brio City, around <laughs> around the plastic kitchen into the fantasy forest of his old underwear he won't pick up from the floor. So they had one hell of an adventure. That's basically a Star Trek episode. It's better than most Star Trek episodes and probably got better scenery as well. <laughs> yeah, but he's five, so you know. He's not jaded. Uh, beyond that, uh, I, I think I played that. Uh, I, I started working on my Skaven, but then I heard you guys like viciously mock me online, and I just <laughs> got gutted. I couldn't continue. Oh, man. <laughs> Fucking mean assholes. I still have like 20 clan rats just waiting. They're like, quick, quick, paint us. I'm like, talk to Jimmy. They're like, quick, quick, fuck that guy. And so you, you haven't even rascals. listened to the the latest episode that hasn't been released yet. Oh, God. You're not going to like that one then if you think that was mocking before. <laughs> well, no, but then you have to release it. So, you know, slim pickings. Yeah, I'm trying to learn a spoiler for an episode that hasn't been released but will be released before this one I'm trying to learn how to use Audacity when when I'm used to Adobe Audition which is a lot better. Why don't you use Adobe anymore? Is it because you like, is it the licensing thing or? It's uh, the, the I no longer currently have a student discount for the subscription which oh, makes okay. it about four times as expensive as it was before Shit, you know what? I wish uh, I'd known that before I went on parent leave. I could have hooked you up Damn you. Oh, that's it. Is. Guys, Bye. sharing is caring. Information and everything. Any of you no, assholes no, no, asked no. me like four yeah. years ago when we almost started <laughs> podcast, Christopher, what do you do for a living? I mean, have I could probably have set you all guys up with like like a laptop and stuff. I mean, we get a lot of stuff <laughs> over. None of you really know what I work with. And I'm going to keep it like that, apparently. Why do you guys think I have so many like home-printed old army codexes that are all like, laminated and actually has hard covers? We just right, thought you pretended. you pretended to have a job and just went to all of these find-a-job courses that uh, Albert Sumelian is hosting. Because that, that's yeah, basically no. what you do no, during those courses. See, see, what you did there is you, you assumed that the Swedish Employment Agency did stuff which is, haha, wrong. No, no, uh, they actually hire other companies, and those companies are basically, here, write a CV. That's what you're going to do for four weeks. I know a guy whose first job, like first job out of after high school, was working as a job coach, helping other people get back into work life. That's all you guys need to know about Swedish employment system. Uh, also, I started like experimenting a bunch with the liquid metals that Chris took me off to, and I started buying gamer grass just in droves. Shit, I love gamer grass. Sponsor us, gamer grass. Yeah. I let you guys insult me because noblesse oblige. Uh, you guys don't know what that means because you haven't studied Latin. Because I don't know. You probably Nicholas apparently made the knives. Now, now, now he's assuming stuff again. Yeah, but uh, he's old. Old people do that. They assume everything. When I've actually met you guys in reality. Uh, Pro tip, Jimmy has horns, like actual horns. Don't move too quickly in his peripheral vision. He will bow his head and gore you. He will spook and stampede. We used to be six people on this podcast. Do you guys remember that? Don't you think it's weird? Anyone? Listeners? (laughs) We also used to be five people on this podcast, but we can't find Jens anymore. I'm right here. I mean, no, Jens isn't here. 
Uh, beyond that, uh, oh, yeah, there's one last thing. One last thing. Uh, I finally got all finally. the I needed <laughs> to. Yeah, I know this much hobby at once frightens you. <laughs> Efficiency just terrifies you. I am currently painting, so you go on talk there. Yeah. Yeah, you're currently painting, not finishing up the crew at a point. Also, I got everything I need to finally finish up on my Mordheim project. So that's going to be fun. Woohoo! And I've played a fuck ton of Necromunda, but I don't think that counts, right? No, uh, Woohoo was so loud that the audio traveled down to Krell in Stockholm. And <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah, to us it's like ghosts, because in Stockholm we don't understand what mirth and joy is. Uh, have you guys, speaking of which, we sort of jumped over news, have you guys seen the new like pseudo uh, Armada project that's been launched, the Kickstarter? And they are young, the Gavea. <laughs> no, it's not. But I mean, have you guys seen it? Or any of you guys like interested no. in playing it? The King's War thing? Yeah. Can no? The, can someone please throw me a lifeline here? No pun intended. What the fuck's the name of like the boat game that GW met? Man That's of not Man of War. Man of War. Thank you. Yeah, there, somebody recently launched like a uh, not Man of War Kickstarter. Mm, but the things looks like Man of War. Yes, very much. Because the uh, Kings of War are releasing a, a Man yeah, of War. Mantic, Mantic are doing a version yeah. on Kickstarter now, right? Or should be on Kickstarter. I thought they were just releasing it. Like, oh, they were just releasing it. Yeah, that, it's that's called a change for Mantic. <laughs> I, I literally wrote. I literally wrote Mantic plus Boaty game plus Boatface. My my browser added Boatface, and it brought me directly to Mantic Armada. Your questions answered. There you go. Uh, I am not interested, for the record. Because it's semantic, or because you don't like Manowar? Because I've never played Manowar. I hear great stuff about it, but I've never played it. Because it's semantic. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Like, if I would play Manowar, it would be as part of a fantasy campaign, and I don't want to have to port over another game to represent it. So I would just play Manowar, I guess. But the models could be used, and some of them are quite similar to what the modern. GW model would look like. For that, for yeah, that's what I do. I, I play Manowar, just like Chris says, but use these models. Because Manowar ships are very hard to get hold of. I'd probably say, like, if you have Tomb Kings and Bretonia at, like, a difficulty roll of 6, then Warmaster is 10, and Manowar is probably around 9. Yeah, you could probably build stuff yourself that looks pretty similar. It's not really my type of game. I've played Manowar before, and I never really got hooked on it. So, but if people want an access, ease access to models, that's probably the way to go. Yeah, Jimmy, you're being suspiciously quiet here. Sort of. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm looking at the miniatures, and it's like, yeah, I'm not getting the the Warhammer feel of the ships. The that's a lot of ships have cannons. Yeah, but that's, I think it yes. could be used. Just to a lot of ship. It's like it could technically use Mantic models for oh, Kings of War models for. Warhammer armies, you just need to make a bit of work for them because they don't look the same. They haven't don't, doesn't have the same aesthetic. But the 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 human ships, I like them. I do like those. But I'm not gonna play humans if I'm gonna start playing Man of War. What about the dwarves? Then have you seen them? No, I have not. So, just like you know, uh, wolves catching baby. Niklas, what have you been up to lately? I've been up to so much fantasy. It's unbelievable. So you you do live in the promised land, you know. Yeah, it turned out to be. Yeah, you had a game the other day with uh, a certain elf player, didn't you? Yeah, Tim that we had on for the elf episode. Uh, we played a game at this place called Bad Moon, 
which is where I've had a lot of regular games recently. It's been really good. Been mostly playing against Lou and his orcs. Uh, we've had four games so far. Uh, two 2,000 point games and two 1,000 point games. Uh, so we're thinking of uh, playing some more 1,000 point games. Because we started out playing Warbands, and now most of you guys have caught up to uh, to play 1,000 points. So that's what we've been doing lately. Uh, and it's been great. And I also had uh, another 2,400 point game at Darksphere, which is where I used to play for the pandemic. We haven't been around there much lately. They just opened up. I love their homepage. Uh, Darkstar homepage is oh, it's very early 2000s. I love that. It's like, hey, let's go to an internet cafe and eat Gorbis Piroger while drinking battery and Joel's Cola. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's all bleach your hair. Yeah, so I've been playing uh, with my dwarves only recently, and it's been a lot of fun. Oh, and I tried out my Anvil and my Slayers for the first time. And it seems like people have always given them shit through all, throughout all the editions, saying that they're not very good, that an Anvil is too many points, and that Slayers are just not that good. But I, I love both of them. Like The Anvil is so good for just dishing out small amounts of damage, and uh, the Slayers just hold up the enemy army for like half of the game or even more. This is great. They're, you can't move them. So the, the animal is really good because dwarves, they have a lot of shooting, but most of the shooting, like if the enemy wants to avoid it, they can just step out of their line of sight because they can move or fire or move and fire. So like handgunners and crossbowmen, if you step to the side, they can't shoot you. And war machines have pretty limited fields of vision unless you just put them in the middle of a field, which you shouldn't if you want to build a castle. Uh, but the Anvil of Doom has three damage spells that can target pretty much anything. Only one of them needs line of sight, and two of them you can just target any model anywhere. So yeah, I've been loving using it. It's nice to uh, to be active in the magic phase as well. Just like Krell is now active in the shooting phase, I've moved into the magic phase, which is a lot of fun. So yeah, been enjoying the Promised Land. Oh, and I also just finished a dwarf that I found. Another great thing about this land is that most posts that are from uh, on the Middlehammer and Oldhammer trading pages are located in England. So it's really easy to get hold of miniatures. Yeah. Uh, Just got hold of this old dwarf model. Uh, it's called Borax Blood Axe from like a... Uh, oh, what's it, the kid called? Did you say Borax Blood Axe? Borax. Okay. So okay, like sorry. Dwar Dwarves of Legend box that was re released in 1985, and this is one of the models. My yes. knife, I like you, like kill, I kill you, yes. <laughs> Do they have like big, uh, uh, big uh, like elf puppets that run through the streets that everyone harass and throw stones at? Yes, and then uh, <laughs> then the Pileans turn into rats. So you have to throw your doubloons at them. <laughs> then you ride a cart with some Midlanders uh, around, and they just make really derogatory statements about Vespers Vendetta. And then when it gets back to parchment, they have to correct their parents and say that it wasn't them. They knew it was a joke all the time. Borat Bloodaxe is a... He's a real uh, kook. He's a fun guy. He's a fun guy. Nicholas, what will, what will you be using the model as? A Thane? Yes, yeah, he will be a Thane. Nice. His new name will be Rorik Elf Cleaver. Ooh. And, uh, yeah. That axe is more of a mace than a, than a, than a cleaver. <laughs> yeah, these old hammer axes, because they have like this big lump in the middle of it. 
uh, and yeah. then just but, massive cleaver sticking out. Yeah, but if they were to cast them in the met metals they were using back then thinner, they would just bend and break. <laughs> they just fall off, probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he will be a Thane. I have two other Thanes, and I'm I'm just addicted to dwarf character models. I just have a lot of them that I don't get to use as often as I want. So I actually use I actually use the two other Thanes as uh, unit champions, just how I use for them. Uh, but but start... you should use them more, otherwise you're being insane. So yeah, I've been using them more lately as actual Thanes, and so it's been a lot of talk of still mania and. The fact that you should keep your army list as it is never really appealed to me because I want to have a big army and then be able to pick the units that I want. Uh, but I think like the Thanes, they will have their names and they will have the same equipment and I can just slot them in into a different list. But I want to have like, I can change the, the troops around as much, as much as I want, but then just keep the Thanes and the characters as they is with the equipment that they have. Giving them a bit of more individuality during the games. Yeah. A lot of character. Exactly. That's actually that's exactly what I've been doing with my night goblins, uh, and uh, it's always fun to mix it up a little bit at times. And uh, my my opponents have learned which character model has which magic items right now, so they they do know where my where my mushrooms are and where my uh, uh, bottle. Uh, what the leadership ten bottle? I can recognize. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's been visible in every game, so people know where where that leadership ten is gonna be, and they always know that. Well, my beast B is gonna carry these stubborn standards, so yeah, they know my. I always have a block with leadership six stubborn night goblins. Yeah, unless I have a warlord, then then we go with leadership seven. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it's a it's a great way to keep give like give your entire army some character. And yeah. it's uh, a nice way to to collect character models without feeling that like, oh, I already have a thing. I don't need another thing. Now you don't have to feel bad for getting more of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't have any games planned in the, in the future right now, but probably like not this week, but maybe the week after that. I'll have some more fantasy games. Just close cool. my Reckland fleshy there. Just had to do one last cool thing. Like the inside of the cloak. Just to Ooh. make it a bit skin like. And he's done. Now you just need to wait for the, the Sterland Battlemire to, to settle and add some, some grass and tufts. Nice. I reckon you will share him to our listeners eventually. Yeah. Keep an eye out on our Instagram. Probably post him tomorrow. When I get so he will most likely always already be posted when this episode is out. Yeah. Whenever Unless that'll Chris be. Uh, super fast and post it like this night. I don't know. I'll post it in the morning. Race it to it. Fair enough. <laughs> Jimmy, what have you been up to? Well, I have been painting dwarves and collecting a lot of dwarves, only metal models. I uh, talked talk a bit about this. About dwarves on the, the Crown of Command podcast. I, that, yeah. That, I just yeah. started listening to them. I feel a bit ashamed, actually, that I haven't listened to them before. Because uh, they're I great. Them... They're really, really great. Yeah, I saw them on Instagram, and I was all like, "Oh, Chronic Man podcast. Oh, is this another fantasy podcast?" And then, uh, like, I looked for them somewhere, and then I didn't find them. I was like, ah, "All right, whatever." Uh, and then uh, uh, I tried again now recently, and then I saw like, "Oh, latest episode is with Jimmy." Yeah. So it's great. I listened to the first episode, and then actually like picked cherry picked a bit. Uh, picked uh, the interview they did with the the Polish guy that we met when we were in Poland. 
Yeah. Uh, Game of Travel, I think his name is on Instagram. He paints fantastic skin. And then I listen, yeah. of course, to your episode. And they're great. I love them. Thanks. Yeah, I, I do have a game planned with Joshua playing on uh, online live. Uh, so uh, we're probably going to play uh, goblins versus dwarves, since you have both armies in his collections with uh, old hammer models, and uh, I'm 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 really looking forward to it. Uh, I haven't played Hero Hammer yet, but I'm uh, I'm thrilled to do so. Uh, I used to dislike the idea of Hero Hammer, but uh, actually looking into it, it's uh, it's really a different game, uh, and it has its own flavors. Uh, as does 6th edition compared to every other edition. I still fucking love 6th edition, but I I have found a soft spot for for 5th edition Hero Hammer uh, because creating heroes in that edition is it's uh, it's quite fun. But the thing is you can overdo it and like build the the terrible terrible unkillable heroes that you've heard of. Uh, but as long as you just don't do that, it's it seems like a fun legit game. Yeah, I mean, it can also be fun to just go totally over the top. Like, if everyone goes over the top, then it would yeah. be a ridiculous, fun thing. Yeah, but uh, I, I know that 5th uh, edition had its downfall when everyone started to play the, the tournament scene and their list builds, which often kills any edition, actually. I remember it as mainly dragons. And then the remnants of army. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, you you can field a big monster in a thousand points, and that's that's harsh. I mean, if you can fit a dragon in 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 a thousand points, it's gonna break. Were there like uh, limitations, even like how many uh, regiments the, have? Or no, uh, the the only some some regiments have limitations. Like uh, take dwarfs, for example, you can have uh, up to one unit of iron breakers, up to one unit of uh, slayers, up to one unit of longbeards. Were there any minimum? No minimum. Uh, the the minimum is percentage in your army list. So you need to use at least twenty five percent of your uh, of your regiments. I think then you can have fifty yeah. percent of your heroes. And yeah, that's have, another thing. Uh, they didn't have core, special, and rare. They only had no, regiments. Yeah, exactly. Characters. Regiments, war machines, and characters. And I think you can have like 50% war machines also. So you can have like a lot of war machines or it might be 25%. I need to check that up. 25 sounds more right in my mind. Here's the wanna, book. I just want to yeah. make a plug uh, while Jimmy checks that for the Chronic yeah. Command. Uh, if you haven't checked out the Chronic Command, I can like vouch for it. <laughs> However far my word carries. If you're listening to this, hopefully you enjoy what we do. Uh, give it a swing. Joshua's a great yeah. guy. Uh, I've been speaking for a couple of years. He's super supportive. Uh, he's super into the hobby. He's a good painter. And the way yeah. I see it, he's doing a lot of stuff over in Japan to like reinvigorate fantasy scene, which I think is pretty awesome uh, because it always makes me think about the TV series Shogun. And imagine him <laughs> as you know, John Blackwell just dancing into the place and Toshiro Mifune is like trying to play as wood elves. Uh, if you don't get that reference, you're probably born somewhere within the last century it's not your fault james clavel books is a pretty niche but still like give despite what i'm saying give the chronic command a listen you'll probably enjoy it like nicholas says yeah. you can share a picket nothing wrong about that and he's a great guy and if you ever want to talk to him just send him a message super recommend yeah. it it will get you interested in different editions and that's what's great about warm fancy battles there's always yeah. some edition that will appeal to everyone because yeah, they talk like uh, as much about 
fifth edition as we talk about sixth edition but yeah. i mean when i was listening to it the experience is the same like they they fell in love with this when they started playing and now they're going back to it and it's just super inspiring to listen to yeah and uh, they also have a youtube channel where they have uh, armor presentations uh, some painting sessions and uh, battle reports and it's really uh, good we, we should probably yeah. get something like that it's youtube you will it is, you know. We still is. have a YouTube channel, just there's nothing <laughs> <Yeah>. on it. <laughs> no content. That's impossible, Chris, because then, then we would be getting on your case all the time, put stuff on. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I mean, doing battle reports takes a lot of preparation. <laughs> yeah. So easy to, to web that on like Facebook. I've been yeah. doing it actually. It's just so nice to post battle reports on Facebook. To just like post some pictures, write some stuff next to the picture of what happened, and you get like a battle report done in 20 minutes. Yeah, but you're gonna do that like a video battle report where you have to sit and edit, and you you basically have to be three people to want to record. Yeah, and you have to be pretty cyber. You have to be pretty sober and like set up proper sound and proper video because otherwise it's gonna be one of those things like when you used to have a blog and try to make a battle report. Either you put a lot of time into it, or you look at it afterwards and go like shit. Why they even fucking bother? And you get super disheartened. Yeah, yeah. It's Chris, did this happen to you? Which we throw the blog or. <laughs> I do have a blog. It's not been updated yeah. for three years. Did it? Did it happen on the blog? Did you get discouraged? No. I like how Jim is basically like Chris. Krell is talking old man language again. Is this real or not? It's it's more that I went from the posting on the blog to posting on Instagram. Instead. Uh, it's actually the same for me. I used to have a blog where I posted my Mordheim stuff and my skirmish stuff, and eventually I just moved on to Instagram wholeheartedly. Yeah. It's easier to to use, and it's easier to post on the fly instead of having to edit everything and sit and do it on the computer. Posting battle reports on Instagram is so annoying, though, because uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. (laughs) And you can only take ten pictures, and you you can't put text next to the pictures. I I think Facebook is so great for battle reports. Yeah, yeah. So they basically have to choose your media for the purpose of what you're posting. If you want to post just models instagram is great if you want to post a battery report probably not so much go for a go for a, either a, either a blog or like nicholas say facebook it's perfect also given that i basically have everything that's needed for a setup for filming and live streaming games at home we could do that sometime nice i'm prepping to do that at home as well uh for both live games and uh, video battle reports so i can sit and edit and post something up but the thing there is i need to get it done I need, yeah I, I i will get it done i've been looking at spotlights to put up in my hobby room so it surrounds my my gaming table so there's a good light from any direction uh, which is important because i don't like having big shadows from the train Sweet polytheistic lord, Jimmy. Just get on doing this thing. I just <laughs> found out you're thinking about doing. Give me time. money and I will do it today. What have you got going yeah. on? Do you have a ceiling camera? I, I want to get a ceiling camera. And yeah, uh, I, I want to have a ceiling camera uh, set up just so that just the table is visible. And the table is uh, four by four, so it shouldn't be a problem. Uh, and uh, I need some lights, so there's good light for the table. And uh, I will most likely also do uh, some some filming with my phone camera as well. In the meantime, so so there will be like two pictures going on, like two two moving pictures going on at the same time. You know, like on the TV, like uh, like you do during a Twitch stream or something. 
there will be two small screens or one big screen and the little one from the above. And this will be done in both Mordheim and Warhammer Fantasy. And uh, I also, speaking of games, I had two games yesterday uh, against my neighbor. He's been longing to play Warhammer Fantasy, so I invited him over. And we both played uh, uh, Empire and uh, M- and Orcs and Goblins, uh, switching and armies after the first game. Yeah. So hang on. He... hang on, hang on, hang I, on. I I need to pause. Hang on. So while we wait for Jimmy to return, you know, does everyone have like neighbors you guys can play games with, or is it just Jimmy? I think it's just Jimmy. That's... I think it's just Jimmy. It's the ultimate dream. I don't know this. Yeah, man. I wish so too. I'm like constantly trying to talk to people in the elevator in Sweden, which is super hard, as everyone knows, uh, just to find out who are nerds or not. One of my neighbors actually has Monkey Island as a phone theme. Maybe I can swing him. Talking about swinging with your neighbors. Tell us more about the game, Jimmy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> back again. And uh, uh, we played uh, 1,250 points, both armies. Uh, both armies belong to the same person. They're not belonging to me. Uh, they belong to my friend Victor, who keeps his uh, small armies here. Uh, so it's his empire, which is uh, 20 swordsmen, uh, 15 great swords, 10 handgunners, and a small detachment of five swordsmen. There's a great cannon and uh, a captain, a life wizard, and an engineer. Uh, this army was set up against the orcs and a few goblins because there were two two spear chuckas uh, and five wolf riders armed with short bow. There were two units of orcs. Uh, one of them had uh, chopper and shield, and the other had additional choppas and were upgraded to big guns. There were a unit of fifteen black orcs, a orc shaman, and a black orc big boss. Oh, and you you just tell me about this neighbor. Like, uh, he's never played fantasy before, or how did he, you? He he has he he has he he, he used to play like years ago. Uh, he haven't played amazing. like since. That's yeah, like the, so... the, the dream for playing a campaign, just having a neighbor yeah. just pop up. Yeah. And I, he's have, I haven't eyeing... been uh, I haven't been that lucky since I went to Folker School, and we were a few people living at the school that were, had a gaming group. None of them. None of you graduated. Just played endless fantasy. We, it was a lot of games played, and it was one of the best years year that I had. Even though, as I said, I didn't graduate that one. I can actually sort of. I want to throw my hat in the ring here about being lucky. Uh, when I did my like lumpen mandatory military service, uh, we actually had two or three guys and the dudes who just lived down the barracks who were super into role playing game, and one of them actually went to SF Bukhanden and bought like the entire store supply worth of uh, Starship Troopers, the mini game, and they started playing while we were doing weekends, so we could actually go down and I could just play miniature games there. I mean, it was on a wooden oh. table. And we just had like empty Coke bottles and Starship Troopers, the game is not super deep, but it's fun. And I mean, hey. Was that all of the models that ever sold for that game? I think so, because SF Bukhanden was like putting them on a sale, which is strange because I mean, I really love the Heinlinger book. It's really good. And the the movie, even though we might not have seen it such, is a great piece of satire that lives and works until today. And they really expanded it, you know, like how humanity has met other alien species. And they had like the skinnies, which is a different alien species. And they had the bugs and they had a human. It was surprisingly good. But like you said, it did not live for long. 
if you really want to annoy Krell, send him PMs after you hear this, claiming there's a third film. No, if you really want to annoy me, send me pictures of your Babylon 5 miniature games, because I, I want the Babylon 5 miniature game minis. So bad. So bad. So yeah. So, so what still, Jimmy, can you... Yes. He died of your of boredom of you. <laughs> I'm just waiting for him to finish. If that was true, I put an onion in my belt, as was the fashion <laughs> at the time. But yeah, back to my neighbor. He uh, he's uh, turning his eyes to uh, to start playing the undead, uh, and he's trying to find a good model for for a vampire count slash vampire lord. He wants the the classic von Karstein look. But it doesn't want any of the miniatures that's available right now, which is a shame because he he really wants that Duke kind of kind of look that he used to have. Type of a failure. Yeah, but he's uh, he he's going to start uh, assembling the the core troops, like going for skeletons, zombies, grave guards, uh, black knights, and etc. etc. And go for heroes later. So it's something. He might change the course and go for another bloodline. He, I know he's been thinking of Strigoi since there's a really cool model from the Age of Sigmar line right now, which you can use as Strigoi Vampire Lord or Vampire Count. It looks I, really good. I know yeah. that uh, you probably have a lot of stuff on your plate, Jimmy, but you should totally yeah. convert a character from... I've been thinking about doing so that would be that would be a great way for anyone to to get into the hobby <laughs> jimmy the master just uh, expertly crafts a spitting image of a vampire for you <sighs> I'm, I'm i'm still behind in my building a model for someone else's schedule because i i owe krell a model and i've been trying to build this necromono model for him you remember I, I, i've I've, yeah, but I, I, I've ruined two kits trying to get it right. But it's like, nope, I can't do this anymore. I'm going on to the next one. So I maybe third time's the charm. For the first time in forever. Uh, just a quick question. You know, like yeah. the classic witch hunter model, the guy who has like a tricorn hat and he has like uh, a flintlock pistol and like the cloak on him. Is that a six, seven for aphid? Is it an aphid? Uh, wait, do you mean the one with uh, who, who has a big sword on his back? Or I think so. Yeah, he, he's that's more like mo- that's a fine cast model that what re- that which was released in eighth edition. Okay, I'll have to check it out because I've always liked that model. I did have one. I converted the shit out of it, and now he's a witch hunter for my witch hunter warband in more time, carrying a crossbow. Yeah, you can't still buy it. It's out of production. Too bad. Yeah, it's a nice model though. But yeah, and uh, oh, I I also have a game plan for tomorrow. I'm going to face uh, another local player and his Empire Force, and uh, I will most likely pick out my goblins. Uh, we're I think we agreed on playing three three thousand points, and uh, I will be fielding a lot of goblins as usual. No war machines. That's not the night goblin way. So you say that uh, I live in Drummond's Land, but it seems like you get a lot of games in, in Yabla as well. Yeah, I do. Uh, but not as often as I would like to. You play more often than me, actually. Lately, it's been, it's been great. Once a week, yeah. it's the dream. Yeah. I hope to get more games eventually. There's more and more armies popping up here. So hopefully our working schedules match up so we can play games during weekdays after work. Nice. So... Uh, um. 
don't want to pass you by, Jimmy, but Chris, what have you been up to? How, how did the elf experiment go? You got some new new luminous elves that you've been... Yeah, we talked talked about that in the, the last episode when which uh, when I, Jimmy and I recorded. Mm. But uh, the infantry probably won't be done because I would need two units of them of 20 and they're, that would be about 1,500 kroners just in miniatures. <laughs> That would all need custom-made bases to make them fit because their uh, their stance is wider than twenty millimeters. And would you so, consider using them as like Phoenix or something? I'm considering using them as uh, Mordheim minis. Yeah, which we also talked about in what is still uh, at this point unreleased, but will be hopefully released when you listen to this. The uh, what do we call them? The Dawn Riders will be. Made to work though as silver helms. Nice. And I know you got yourself a couple of other cavalrymen. Yeah, I got a box from you right next to me. Yeah. That's uh, High Elf Dragon Princess of Calador, the lovely sixted models in metal and plastic nice. horses. And they're so nice. But I'm almost thinking, what if I can make those dragon prince heads fit on the Dawn Rider horses? And then put the metal minis on the Dawn Rider horses, so I can have semi-hovering dragon princes. Are there, are there a, like a, a fourth, fifth edition version, and then a sixth edition version, and then the plastic ones? Yeah. Yes. Mm, oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, because I remember seeing those in the catalog in like two thousand something, and they're like the, yeah. the classically painted ones are like blue and silver, right? And then the older ones are usually painted like green, green and red. red. Green red, yeah. The forehead scheme on those are gorgeous on those old models, and I've seen them being re that scheme being reproduced on the eighth models quite recently on Facebook, and they look really cool. good. Yeah, I bet like uh, if you did like a deep red that's also a bit worn, that would look super brutal. In a, like a modern paint scheme. Yeah, um, but uh, the the unit champion from this uh, set is the one I used for my fountain terrain piece that I did in May. Oh, yeah. He's got, like, his helmet tucked under his left arm. Yeah, and a uh, sword raised to the skies. For honor. Yeah, it's a great model. For honor for Kalidor. Uh, yeah, I'm also halfway through my unit of uh, armored archers, which is nice. Cool. I always like the idea of uh, putting light armor on the archers. They look a lot more uniformed than when they don't have it. Yeah, and they the only thing that you don't get are kneeling archers, but that you don't really need kneeling archers. It would have been better if this, there was a rank of spearmen that was kneeling in the front. Yeah. So you could do a nice uh, phalanx with all the spears tilted forwards properly, but uh, one yeah. can dream. You know, like the, the artwork on the 6th edition box. Oh, don't tempt me, Frodo. <laughs> yeah, and they didn't have massive hands on that artwork either. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the cancerous hands. Other than that, I'm currently painting a model for the local store. They have a two-year anniversary painting contest that's due in the first weekend of October. So I'm painting a model for that. What are you painting? Uh, Sigismund, the 30k model mm. with the Senec base and everything. Cool, I am really curious seeing what you can do with that model. It's really nice. 
Yeah, it is. It's uh, been. I switched out the head for a helmeted one. And an elf head. Hmm? What was that? Did you switch out his head for an elf head? Oh, that was. Uh, I could almost have done that just because it would fit the theme of this podcast, but uh, no. Say he's in the uh, the Albion equipment. Oh right, the armor of the gods. Yeah, <laughs> and he's using a maybe change up his weapon, so he's using the fusil of one something fusil. I think in, the uh, I think the dwarves got the power sword. Yeah, the high elves got the lightning claw and the uh, hand flamer or flamer. <laughs> Other than that, I've been painting uh, iron hands again. Using old uh, 30k bits to upgrade lovely new 40k models. Yeah, and you've been looking at more time again. Yeah, I'm uh, <laughs> since I got a new table, I'm gonna build some terrain and maybe have a small table on my own because it's way easier if, for example, Jimmy were to come visit if he didn't have to bring his entire table like he did last time. Yeah, do it, do it, I and don't... film it. Yeah, and put something on our YouTube channel. I could, if anyone wants, I could just put up every episode on the YouTube channel. Nah, we need moving pictures. Well, if you put the Spider Man, if you go down Stockholm and then uh, just film you and crowd dancing to the episodes. Oh, or Krell can come up here, have a drink with me, and we can yeah. also record good. a real battle. You do like a just record while you two are sitting on your balcony having rum and smoking cigars yeah. for hours and just have that as the background for the episodes. I don't know if you can hear this, but there are foxes screaming outside of my window. <laughs> I can't well, hear it, but I'm gonna say that if I look out my window, since there is people have heard that uh, on recorded before when cars or mopeds go by because there's a really long stretch of straight road right right side. There's currently a police car that has stopped someone for speeding. So. <laughs> oh, you gotta have heard that. <laughs> yeah. Are you yep. sure that foxes? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a fox. Yeah, I know what the fox sounds like. It is. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> I even have to push the talk, but I'm pushing down so you can hear this slow. So, Jimmy. Have you seen the yeah. new rules so you can use uh, the hammer hall as a war, as warbands in Warcry so you can have elves and scared dudes with long guns and a dwarf yeah. and another elf yeah. as a warband? I did. I did. It, it There's a photo on Warcry. If people want to play that, that's great, but they could have made a better photo than just taking random models out of the collection and put on the table. Yeah, it would have been a lot better if someone had a cohesion color scheme on the models yeah it would look great and it's another thing to use your minutes for if you have a local community that mainly plays warcry and not mordheim so yeah. like me but the unified color scheme would have helped that so much to se to, to sell the concept of uh, using a warband like that yeah i agree i don't get it but uh, aren't like regular dwarves in age of sigmar they're they're in a faction together with the Dark Elves, right? Yeah. Yeah, and Wood Elves. Uh. <laughs> yes, the, grumble. The Dark Elves grumble, aren't, aren't evil anymore. Not in the sense that they were, were in the old world. They're more they're evil, but not that kind of evil that the dwarves hate them or something like that. They don't even have hatred for the Elves anymore. <sighs> Maybe they're just so depressed that the old world 
went away that they can't even hate elves anymore. They hate everything together. Yeah, does sound like the total war campaign that I'm playing now, though, where I had to <laughs> ally with the elves to fight rats and green skin and chaos. Oh, and <laughs> oh I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna read up a rule here, actually, from from fourth edition dwarves. I just gotta open my book here uh, because there are special rules when dwarves ally with elves. Because in 4th and 5th edition you can ally. And we have the rule. Elf grudge. Dwarves bear grudges for a long time. Possibly forever. As a race, they have never forgotten the, or forgiven the elves for their part in the ancient wars, which ultimately led to the destruction of the old dwarf empire. Although dwarves will fight on the same side as elves when they have to, no elf character can join a dwarf unit, and similarly, no dwarf character can join an elf unit. If your army is led by a dwarf general, then elf units cannot use this leadership value. And vice versa if the enemy if the army is led by an elf general. The same applies to the battle standard. If it's carried by an elf, it confers no bonuses or rerolls to dwarves. If it's carried by dwarf, then no bonuses and rerolls are permitted to the elves. Furthermore, dwarves distrust elves so much that they dislike fighting next to them, believing that they are untrustworthy and unlikely to stand their ground. Dwarves oh, therefore suffers they therefore suffer a minus one leadership penalty if there are any elf units within six inches, to represent their mistrust and the inevitable discord in the ranks. Note that this only applies to the dwarves, not the elves, who are more far and willing to put aside the old and dusty quarrels. Yes. They had a lot of character in uh, in this book, actually. I think that's uh, the same rules, actually, as um, the Kislev allied rules when you're playing with uh, wood elves. Cool. Because they don't trust anyone. <laughs> Yeah, that's really cool. How did how did the allies work in fifth uh, edition? Did you, could you say? I in? I don't I don't know actually. Uh, so I I haven't read on in in that part in the rulebook yet, but I assume that you can have a certain percent per percentage of units from an an allied force. I know I have seen dwarf armies allied with a human wizard, for example. So they get a bit of magic. Oh yeah, what's the the dwarves' magic is like in first edition? How, how does do you read into magic? Anything? Because I in the I haven't I haven't so. read I haven't I haven't read into magic yet because magic is a completely different game. It's like a game within the game. But is I know it, is it like those battle cards or is that really yeah. first edition? I don't remember. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like I've seen pictures of these things, but I I was never playing it, so I have no idea. I can't help you. I haven't played uh, Fifth Ed since with 2019. Yeah, before I was before you were born, and before Sixth Ed was released. Yeah, but it was at the time when I got in into the game. That was the one that was on the table. Yeah, I I only had like. I only saw remnants of it when I got into the game. Just like old Warhammer boxes with the old font. Oof, ancient relics. Uh, I really respect people playing fifth edition now. Like if if I started with the game back then, then that's probably what I've been would have gone back to now as well. It's just it looks like a totally different game though. Yeah, yeah. And it's not like we well we do uh, talk down some of the other editions, but that is more of a I think people at least understand that it's a play playful thing. And if you enjoy other editions, fine. Because we play yeah. more than one edition when it suits us. Yeah, but we only talk shit about later editions, so it's cool. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. still alive. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm just being quiet. Why? Back from non-dead. <clears throat> well, you can see how we were shocked that you were quiet so long. Why? I'm never surprised when you guys say clever things. Well, I mean, when it happens. Sometime, inevitably, in future. I think Wonder we lost why? them. Wonder why I get muted all the time. <laughs> uh, let's see what we can do here. We got yeah. disconnect. That being said, though, uh, my phylactery is burning. So I have to like head on out. Have fun. Okay. Enjoy. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, it's been a while. Hopefully Thanks for we your do time, it. man. See you in oh, six months. Yeah. Whenever I can, uh, I'll join, just as usual. Whenever we uh, we procure the, the ingredients to perform the ritual to awaken him from his uh, barrel once again. That's yeah. correct. Heinrich Kamler, you need, you need to pursue that skill tree, Niklas. It, it can't all be like runes and axe crafting. It has to be like, you know, the Krell tree in Total just Warhammer. Go. <laughs> Maybe, you, yeah. you just you just want to be you just want to be the best Christopher in the cast again. So I'll leave. Take care, man. Oh, that Take can care, be so sweaty. Good talk to you. That can be so sweaty. Talk to you guys later. <laughs> talk later. Bye. Bye. I found the ally section. Up to twenty five percent of the army can be allies, and they can ally in only characters if they wish. They can use any combination of. Characters, regiments, and war machines. And dwarves, for this example, can ally Empire, Bretonia, Wood Elves, and High Elves. Hmm. trying to think if there's like any faction I'm missing there, but not really. And Empire had like everything in 5th edition. Yeah. Dwarves and Castle. Halfling, yeah. So you can ally in dwarves to dwarves because Empire have access to dwarves. Yeah, yeah. If you want to like be super fluffy about your regiment of uh, puffy sleeved uh, rifle dwarves, well, they are actually from Nome, even though yeah. you can use them in your army. I've actually, I've actually been having that uh, that that kind of thought regarding my uh, my Marauder dwarves armed with crossbows because they have have uh, the puffy sleeves of the Empire, and I've been <laughs> like, yeah, I might, I might, I might actually do that. <laughs> because I, because I already have like proper dwarfs right now, and uh, the the models look so different now and then when you look at them and their aesthetics. Uh, yeah. The the cur the current dwarf range is way more influenced by the old Norse dwarf models than they were of the the normal dwarf models. Yeah. I mean, like, hey, like long beards. Yeah, a lot of this like, guy maybe in an outdoor for ten years, and now he's all yeah. Obviously, the shit. Yeah, or he's been living there all his life because there's a lot of homeless dwarfs that live within the empire and their cities. Yeah. And, I mean, every yeah. every every major city in the empire have a have a dwarf community. And they so are quite an extensive part of most of the major cities are built by dwarfs yeah. as well. Yeah, because somehow they did just lose most of their holds to green things and furry things. Yeah. Yeah, it's great in the uh, the role playing books. Like whenever you, yeah. you're going around in imperial cities, there's always dwarves about. And like uh, the whole underground system in Middenheim was built by the dwarves, I think. Yeah, yeah, everything, and part of the walls were built by the dwarves as well, and designed by the walls dwarves. But there are still in the Middenheim book that came out after the Storm of Chaos, when they still have. Uh, there's a risk of running into a hell cannon or flare kin in the catacombs 
or and tunnels beneath uh, Midnight. <laughs> wow. Yeah, just imagine you have like a level five or level two, three to five party of uh, characters that are basically useless, and then just <laughs> oh, is that is that that's a hell cannon? <laughs> just a random <laughs> encounter, <laughs> or just being imagine that a warband just going down and they have just uh, walk and exploring and they hear sounds behind them and they're basically being stalked by Hell Cannon. <laughs> I, I play that for third edition fantasy roleplay. I remember we went down into the catacombs beneath Mindenheim and then uh, like, oh, we can't see anything. So we light a match and the GM just goes like, oh, but the Chinese sent you smelt before turn out to be explosive gases. You all die. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> well, that's brilliant. Ah, uh, fun. Yeah, I had a GM in this thing we played second ed. It was a, the one of our, the players was playing as Slayer, and he was it wasn't a fun character, not a more a fun person to play play with. So he just decided, my Slayer is gonna kick a rabbit. That's an extra river, and uh, he was uh, required to roll. He trips over the rabbit. Falls into the river and drowns. <laughs> Serves him right. <laughs> I mean, role playing a slayer, I in, in my eyes, it's one of the most fun things. I mean, you're supposed to feel miserable when you play, loathing yourself, hating yourself. You're supposed to yeah. like take all, all kinds of drugs you can you you can get your hands on just to kill your inner inner looks like inner bad thoughts. You need to drink beer all the time just to 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 get by. I mean, they live by constant pain because yeah, dwarves was, are a proud race. He was basically playing it the opposite. It was being oh, annoying, boy. being whiny, being I'm being whiny while also claiming I'm the best all the time. <sighs> so it was just, yeah, you're not going to be in this anymore. I mean, I, I during my last session we haven't played because covid uh my my dwarf he was always in, intoxicated every single time that's uh, I, i'm gonna it, 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 it gave me easier to roll him as you were chugging bolivar <laughs> shit yeah <laughs> i actually was drinking during i was drinking during one of the sessions uh which we did over discord so it's like yeah i'm gonna have a few beers while yeah. playing so it really helped out i was uh, Actually, gonna propose this. Should we do a podcast game, like like a video over role playing, over like sure Discord or anything? We Does could, someone uh, want to GM? We need to source. If if people want us to do this, write in so we actually know that there's interest because it there's a lot of yeah. thought going into something like this. But it would be fun. At least I think so. That would be awesome. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah, reach out if you feel like you would like to GM this crazy bunch. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Also, we're probably not going to go into the exact latest releases because there is another podcast that does that, and it's called The Old World Podcast. If you want to listen to people playing the latest <laughs> version of uh, the Warhammer Fantasy role-playing game, that would be just us doing something similar, but way, way worse. Yeah. <laughs> But like uh, doing a one-shot adventure would be fun as a start. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, it, in lieu of actually getting together and get, having game nights, it could be something just to do. Yeah. All right, guys, I gotta head out. Yeah. 
I what time is it? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, to yeah, to round up, if people want to us, us to do this or any other thing, write in, and yeah. uh, Nicholas is going to see go watch foxes, I guess. <laughs> it's a month. Yeah. I think we're all gonna round up now. Uh, yeah, I, it's way <laughs> way past. I I actually had plans around ten, which I forgot. <laughs> so. <laughs> So yeah, I'm but, 15 minutes late. Yeah, but it's, it's the Academy's Quart, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> but uh, see you guys and see you, everyone else in yeah. the next episode. Thanks for the sh- yeah, and thanks for the chat, everyone. It's been great hearing from you again. Yeah, nice doing some uh, hobby chatting. I got a dwarf painted. Yeah. Nice. Sorry. That's that's more hobbying than I got done tonight. All right, see you guys well, next episode. See you.